Hello and welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hull, and joining me once again this week is my co-host, Mr. Clay Dotson. Jason, how are you? I'm good, Clay. How are you today? Man, I, I don't know. <laughs> what is that one thing that some people say? If I was whatever, I'd be twins. That's like the dumbest shit people say. I don't if even, I, I, I don't know what if I, if I was so good, I'd be twins or something like that. I don't know. It's just like the little sayings people have for you know everyday talk between people. So, okay. pretty funny stuff. So, Clay, uh, real quick off the top, uh, I just want to say um, we had to remove a post this week from the group page. Uh, I'm not going to comment on it or anything. Uh, it's just that we, I just want to say that, you know, we try to follow our guidelines that we set forth and have a pretty open and welcome, or well, not a pretty, we want a open and welcome welcoming uh, place for people to come and talk about all the nerdy stuff that we do talk about through the week so you know it's not like we're trying to censor you but uh, if it's something that we do deem or it gets flagged by Facebook itself uh, we will remove it so just keep that in mind I did post the guidelines for the uh, group page after that happened uh, I'm sorry but uh, like I said I just uh I didn't, and I don't think anybody else felt like it was appropriate for that to be on the page. So we'll leave it at that. Just and for people that put ketchup on hot dogs, automatic deletion. You're out of the group. Yes. yes. Don't you're, put ketchup on your hot dogs. You're not the only one who's uh, brought that up to me because, you know, we've had that ketchup and hot dog conversation before on here. So, uh, yes, if you mention it, you will be deleted. I'm sorry. That's, that's just that's Clay's rule. It's not so much mine, but Clay being the co-host, I do give him a little bit of leniency. Uh, so you know, uh, post post stupid shit on the on the page. That's a paddling. <laughs> Put ketchup on your hot dogs. You're out of here. Paddling. Talk like racist Hulk Hogan. That's a paddling. <sighs> that's a paddling, brother. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So Clay, uh, we haven't actually got to talk much this last week. Uh, how you been? Uh, there's really nothing new. I mean, it just work, and that's about it. Everything's good, though. I mean, really no news. Just playing the same old games. I'm just playing a crap ton of games. It, it's nice to be able to, to live in the year of our Lord, 2020, and be able to play so many games. There back are. in the day, oh, yeah, I mean, back in the day, though, man, you know, barely have any access to video games. Now that everything's just digital, yep. it's nice. Game Pass, you can just see a game, say, "Hey, I'm going to download that and play it." So, but I don't because I only play one game. But uh, it's all good. I still haven't played those games I bought for the PS4. But you know, I played Warzone. That, so. that this thing, I mean, that's how you unwind is you guys get on there and play your Warzone. There's no, there's no wrong with it. I mean, oh, I'm not. Just, I'm not. It just sucks that you don't have more time to play games because you know, yeah, actual life takes place. Well, and you have to take care of that first. Yeah, and. And, you know, honestly, though, when you think about it, there's not a lot. I mean, we've said it before, there's just not a lot to do. I mean, there's a few movies that have come out now uh, that Artemis Fowl come out on Disney+. Plus. I was meaning to check it out, but I didn't. I watched about 10 minutes of Space Force, and then... uh, Realize it's not that good? No, a baby started screaming, so I turned it off and just never got back to it. Um, 
I did. I've continued on with the Goldbergs because I love that show. But you know, that's the Goldbergs. Um, I ain't got anything either, really. I mean, other than Warzone, and I'm not going to go into it. So, did you finally play uh, Last of Us? Don't you have that on your PlayStation? I have it, and all the talk, you know, with Last of Us Two being out and everything, I've thought about uh, loading it up. Uh, same thing, like I was saying with the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <clears throat> I've got it, and just never have gotten around to playing it, but. Uh, it's you know like you're saying it's hard to carve time out between working and then having three kids and so on and so forth and uh i feel like i'm coming to the table the last few weeks and just not had nothing to contribute so. i don't think anybody really has anything to contribute right i mean there's really nothing going I, on besides unless you want to talk about the depressing shit that no happens. no we don't want to i i do have one thing we're going to talk about but it's i'm going to hold it for later on in the show we it's in one of our news things so I'm just going to wait on that one because I've been wanting to it's a movie that I've been wanting to watch again for a while and I I watched it uh, today actually I just finished it up a little while ago well the so, reason why I was asking you about Last of Us though is I just went ahead and read the spoilers of Last of Us 2 mm-hmm. just to see what so many people were so pissed off about because we were at least mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff going on right now with Naughty Dog and I guess the whole pushing your team to produce a AAA game right. and the workers' conditions are just garbage. And it's been like that for a lot of different video game studios. So people aren't surprised. But yeah, that's an interesting story. I guess I can see why people would be pissed off. But then again, some people just get mad just to get mad. It's a video game. Like, sorry, the story doesn't work out, or the story doesn't work out in your favor. It's just like the people get mad about Star Wars and everybody. You know, internet culture where spoilers are a miss and where people speculate and think they hear a rumor and then think it's true, you know, and it's not, and then they go in there and set themselves up. Dude, remember back in the day when the GameCube came out and on message boards people were talking about like the Megaton announcements? If you're, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. Oh, uh, yeah. But the, yeah, it was always this big thing like, oh my God, Nintendo's going to come to E3 and drop that Megaton announcement. Guess what? They never dropped a Megaton announcement Wrong. because the internet sucks. But, uh, uh, I, dude, I think what they've done with the story, though, I mean, and I'm not going to spoil anything here, I think it's a very brave way at storytelling in video mm-hmm. games. I think it was, I guess, according to people that really like it, it's it's been, well, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the Metacritic, the reviews from reviewers, like, you know, jur- game journalists is very high. But I think it's also kind of getting bombed by uh, the readers themselves, the, the just the regular old Joe Schmoes playing it. I think they're yeah. just purposely kind of uh, review bombing it. So, but I was like, wow, that's ballsy. It, it ballsy is in like uh, Metal Gear Solid Two ballsy. You know, yeah. uh, that whole switcheroo with Raid and everything. Yeah, it took balls, and a mm-hmm. lot of people still rough about it. But uh, yeah, I really think you probably need to play through that. Or what? if I eventually do get a PlayStation Five, like I said, I will probably get one if they can. Do the whole backwards compatibility so I can go back and play a lot of these games from the PS4 era. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to play it. I I thought about playing it, but it always makes me. I may have said this before. It always makes me think of the road mm-hmm. and how depressing that movie is. Uh, I don't think the movie's bad, but I watched it once, and it was one of those where I'm like, "Okay, that was really good," but I never need to watch it again. Just uh, because, the book. You know, the yeah, book the is book is even worse, man. wasn't it? I no, mean, it's good. No, no, I mean, as in depressing, is what I'm saying. Not- uh, Cormac McCarthy, whatever, yeah. he's got his own little way of writing, but it's mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. It's been a long time since I read yeah. it, but I, uh, I remember when you were reading it. Were you reading it around the time the movie came out? Actually, I think so. I believe so, if I remember right. So, um, well, 
I don't know. I'll probably get around. I, I would like to at least dabble in it a little bit, you know, and see what it's like. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I would also like to play Horizon and God of War 4 and mm-hmm. Street Fighter 5 and uh, Injustice 2. And I have the Uncharted collection because it was free at some point. So I have that on there. But, you know, my PS4 just collects dust because I can't play anything but Warzone. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe just put a little pause and just take a little time to yourself and play like a single player game. You know, Dude, I mean? listen, I don't have no time to myself. I, I'm, I, I'm carving out time right now that I don't have so that we can record this podcast for all of our wonderful fans. Why don't we just record the, record the podcast on Sundays? What do you have doing on Sunday nights? Sundays are pretty busy now too because I do the. Um, live streaming for our church i got corralled into doing all that Whoa. which which i'm not complaining about don't get me wrong i mean it's That's fine cool. but you know i got all that stuff going on and then so on but you know i no, thought it's cool. it, i think it's cool that you're volunteering yeah. like that putting your time for you know for the church like that to help with the digital services if you will so we're uh i don't know i've thought about changing our days around and stuff but eh. I think a lot of it for me is just I'm, just I'm just beat and tired by the end of the day. Like, yeah. I was getting sleepy just waiting on you, but I was like, eh, whatever, you know. I'll, Listen, I can. We, we, we'll work it out one way or another. We, we can start recording it at like 5 in the morning on Saturdays if you want to. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. That's, well, I don't, okay. I'm, on Saturdays, I'll probably be hung over, to be honest. <laughs> That's why I threw that out. I still listen. I still cut my drinking down. Like I, it burp, I probably just drink once a week, you know, because now I need that extra day after to like recoup, you know. Right. So, but um, yeah, that, that's a good, good, a good positive thing about this whole virus thing. It's just I've not done a lot of these other vices. I've actually just been kind of throttling them and throttling them. Excuse me, and then going from there, like you know, quit smoking. Well, that was about eight months ago now. Hold on a minute. And then okay, hold on a minute. We have a guest tonight for a second. Come here. Oh, who's the guest? Come here. Delicate. Come here, Delicate. Oh my God. Delicate. She's having a firefly issue apparently. Dad, I'm studying for the ACTs. How many fire? She has just got home from her grandma and grandpa's, and she has brought. How many fireflies do you have, Delicate? So, all right. All right, she's gone. She's in her own world. I thought she was going to give us a, a movie review or something because she's been watching <laughs> Barbie movies, so we could get that Barbie review out of the Barbie way. Barbie movie then. correspondent, so, allocate. Uh, well, Clay, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move into the news for this week go since ahead. neither one of us have much else to talk about. But um, let's get started with Nintendo. Uh, you know, Nintendo made a uh, lot of news when they first said they were getting into the mobile games. Right, uh, huge. First one was the Mario Mario Run. Yes, they had Mario Run, and then they had the Animal Crossing Camp. Wasn't that what? Or Pocket Camp. Yeah. And then they just released Mario Kart Tour. Not too. And now they're getting out of the mobile business. Oh, they had that other game too, right? The did they do a, a breath of uh, breath of fire or a fire emblem? Fire emblem I mean, yeah, a fire emblem. It's like, I don't know why. That's I, I think. I'm, yeah, yeah, but uh, 
they're getting out of the business. And from what I played, I don't really blame them that much, to be honest with you. Uh, did you ever try any of the their mobile offerings? No, not really. I, I just can't... really wasn't into them. I mean, because all they're doing is just having some of their offshore or not offshore, just some kind of third party company like take over the design, right? The DNA was the company that they uh, partnered with to do the uh, mobile. I thought games. the biggest complaint about those games was is a lot of the paid, not paid to win, but just paid for whatever. It yeah. was too much, and actually, Nintendo told them to come down from that. I was like, "Wow, that's." Mm-hmm. But I guess so. Uh, with what Animal Crossing breaking as many records as it did for them, it just being a smash hit. What twelve million on the sw- on the on right the switch. On the switch? Excuse me. I guess they just like screw it. We don't need the cell phone industry. But the thing is, so it's a per- yeah. it was a perfect storm for them, though. And Animal Crossing's that type of game. Well, you know, Animal Crossing's Animal Crossing in the first yeah. place, but. When you release an Animal Crossing in the middle of a pandemic and everybody's yeah, stuck right. at home, and would it have done? Would it know? have done as well? I mean, it would have done uh, good. It has a yeah. following, but would it have done as great as it has done? Right. Since uh, we got the whole COVID thing going, but I don't, I don't know because I mean, you can't find switches anywhere. So I mean, of course, the- I haven't seen. I haven't. I, I take that back. I saw a switch at my local Walmart for the first time. Dang. I had the other day uh, the. The full switch, not the switch light, uh, just yeah. one. But, but every, but that was not only switch. Like every game console was sold out, which says a lot in Jamestown mm-hmm. because you know it's Jamestown, and there's always you can almost always guarantee to see a PS4 uh, be at a base, just PS4, you know, like an Xbox S or something. Well, I know, like that, I know always Josh on the show. One time was just you know looking for one or thought about buying one. I don't know if he actually did or not, but at mm-hmm. any time I went to the local Walmart or the one in Allgood, I would go by and take a look, and never have I ever seen one in stock. Mm-hmm. So it's just no. it's nuts. I mean, I saw I think with the uh, the handheld, uh, but I was like, no. It's not what we're looking Switch for. Switch it's not what we're looking for. So um, I don't know. It I I think in the this article says the same thing. Uh, a lot of it's probably probably is attributed to the uh, crazy business that they're doing with the Switch. I mean, why do you need mobile when you got the Switch, which is a right. mobile device into itself? So, and you make a lot more money, I'm sure, for them off a of Switch than you would from a mobile game, even if you put in in-app purchases. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, just interesting, uh, you know, because I like I was saying, I remember when they first announced that, and there they put a lot of weight behind that, especially that Mario Run, because I think it was the first game first game I ever preloaded on my iPhone. I don't think I'd ever preloaded a game on my iPhone before that, if I remember right. And then I played it one time, maybe two. I played it more than once. I played it for about a week, and I was done. Uh, so, just interesting. Not surprising. I don't play many cell phone uh, game, games either, though. I mean, I think I've got, like, a couple of Sudoku and, like, a word puzzle, like, word search puzzle thing, but that's mm-hmm. about it. I don't... I've moved off of cell phone games. Uh, when I when I sh- uh, swore off um, Hearthstone, <clears throat> it really freed up my cell phone a lot. Right now, I'm just looking to see what I've got on here. I have a bunch of uh, board game ports on my phone, which are good to play when I'm, say, feeding a baby or something. Wait a minute, like I just that. thought you said because when you're, safe eating a baby. I was like, wait, what? No, no, no. Feeding, <laughs> sorry. When I'm feeding 
a baby. And I want when to I'm play drinking a game. the blood Such of as, the young and innocent to praise our dark Such lord Paymon. What? El Paymon. <laughs> Sorry. Did you ever did you finally watch Hereditary? Then you would probably get it what I'm talking about. I still have not watched or wait a minute. Hereditary I have. I was thinking of a Midsummer. Uh, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Hell, yes, it, yeah. that's the best yes, thing. Man, the end of that, that end of that movie is crazy. <laughs> Rosemary's baby all over again, man. Hell Satan. Yeah. It's like Paymon, hell yeah. Paymon. Okay. Great. So man, that that's messed up. All right. Let's just move on from there because I just got chill bumps thinking about the end of that movie. It's so messed up. So messed up. Uh so Clay, are you you were a fan of the Rocksteady Arkham games, oh, yeah. right? I played all four of them. They're awesome. They're so much fun. Now, the or- the origin one was not a Rocksteady game, though. If I uh, it, it was... was a, uh, he, it was Montreal. Montreal. Uh, I can't remember. Mont- yes, Montreal uh, did that one. Uh, but anyway, the core three Arkham games were all done from Rocksteady. I dabbled in all three of them, but I never did finish them. Uh, it really brought in the... That whole fighting style, you know, the Batman uh, timing, fighting, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember what you want to call it. Call it what you will. But anyway, uh, great stories. Well, the first one was. The second one was. I think a lot of people kind of bounced off the third one a little bit. So what I'm getting at is it's been how many years? When was Arkham Knight released? Uh, shoot, I know it was from the Xbox it's, One and PlayStation 4. So, what, five years ago, maybe? At yeah. least. At least, but anyway, it's been a long time, and people have been speculating what Rocksteady was going to come out with next. You knew it was going to be a DC property. A lot of people were speculating that it would be a Superman property. That's hard to do. But, yeah, I don't know. Superman is a tough tough nut to crack when it comes to games. Uh, So, it was reported this week that... Rocksteady is working on a Suicide Squad game. Um, there was two... Was it... Yes, there was two website domains registered. Let me find them here. One of them was Gotham Knights, and the other one was Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, were the two domains that were uh, were registered. They think that the... Gotham Knights one is going to be the Montreal team doing that. Yes, the WB Games Montreal. Uh, Like I said, they did the Origins, and so they're supposedly doing the next Batman, but this Suicide Squad game sounds interesting. So that's what I was about to say. Are you interested in a Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady? Yeah, of course. Would that make... Okay, I know you know about the Suicide Squad. We both do. I mean, we've read comic books you know, forever and a day, so... I, I've never really read a lot of the comic books, but I mean, of course, there's the movie, but I knew about the Suicide Squad before the movie, you know, from comic books. Um, were you excited about Suicide Squad before you... Would you have been... Ex- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Would you have been excited about a Suicide Squad from somebody other than... No, Rock not State? at all. I mean, Rock I mean, I've played right. three of their games, and they've been so much fun. They were, they've literally packed so much into the game. Story-wise, it was fun. All three games fun, mm-hmm. and then just the the fighting controls. Just it's 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 similar to like a Metroidvania game. You know, you you know find power ups, and you can go back to other areas that were blocked off, and mm-hmm. you know, and then and they continue on. Uh, I love stuff like that, and like, like I said, the the combat, the mechanics were just so fluid. It was fun beating up people as Batman. So 
Yeah, I'm right. down for that. Too. That was that's that's the best part of the game for me. Um, was just going around and beating the crap out of people, you know, and getting your timing right and get your combo up and all right. that stuff. Um, I it, it, there's nothing else really to say about it other than that they're working on one. Um, I'll be interesting to see what if they're going to do their own take on Suicide Squad, or if it's going to be based on like DC Comics Suicide Squad, or if it's going to be based on James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie. I'm sure it's going to be its own video game universe. I think it's going to be their own because that's pretty much what Rocksteady did with Batman. Uh, So we'll see. It does say that the Gotham Knights that uh, WB Montreal is working on is based on the Batman Court of Owls uh, series. Not confirmed, but um, Court of Owls is one of the better Batman stories that come out of the whole... Scott Snyder stuff, right? Yeah. The whole Flashpoint reboot stuff, uh, that was that. Him and Greg Capallo did that, and it was it was actually really good. That's uh, I bounced off Batman not long after that, but then again, I bounced off the entire DC comic books line not long after that, so be that what it may. Uh, Clay, last week we talked a little bit about the Star Wars Squadron, Squadron's game that was coming up, and I believe you had said that you hoped that the gameplay was not based on uh, Battlefronts and Battlefront 2, but based more on, say, X-Men TIE Fighter. More of a sim, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. So EA Play had their event this week, and they showed off actual gameplay footage. Uh, I'm going to put the floor to you. What did you think after seeing it? I think it looks good. I mean, it just feels kind of bare bones. You know, what, we've only got uh, four ships... Four ship types. Eight. Total eight. Yeah, uh, four, four for each. Eight. Four for each side. Yes. Four for Rebel. Four, four for the Alliance. And How, you gonna not, yes. How are you not going to have a B-Wing in there, man? What's what? That's that's what I thought the entire time I was watching the trailer. Where's the B-Wing at? Uh, you know where it's at? DLC. DLC. Yep. DLC. Yeah, yeah, you know me. But um, I don't know. It seems like, I mean, the people that put it together were very passionate and love the old game just like a lot of us grew up on so yeah I'll mm-hmm. give it a chance but I mean EA still hasn't announced if it's backwards compatible yet right so um, I think they did uh, or they no I'm thinking another game I think let me look down through here and see I thought they said that it was um, uh, if you buy it on both PS5 and Xbox One X you can upgrade to the new consoles when they come out, but I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see. Does not say. It may have been another game I was reading about it that I cannot remember right now. So, oh, well. Either way. Uh, I don't know. It looks good. Uh, pretty exciting. I mean, uh, I don't know story-wise much about it. I know you jump back and forth between the Rebels and the Empire. So, uh, we well, shall it's, see. It's it a new territory, that, though, too. I mean, it's it's in the new era, right? Between the New Republic and the fledgling it's after Empire, it's so. it's set after Return of the Jedi. Uh, I think was the only thing they said on there, if I remember right. Remember right? So we've got that. I was trying to find the name of that one. There's a five versus five dogfight mode. Oh, the fleet battle mode. Uh, fleet battles are multi-stage solo or co-op battles against either AI or real real players. 
Uh, they break down into three phases. First players will engage in a dogfight in the middle of the map. Then one of the teams will attack the enemy's medium-sized capital ships while the opposite opposition defends. <clears throat> and then finally, when both capital ships are destroyed, players will have to destroy the enemy's flagships. That sounds yeah, pretty cool. You can fun. also do five-player we'll, against the computer, too, so that's fun. You can do a little co-op action. Yeah. When I, you know, when I said that uh, the B-Wing was going to be DLC, the first thing I thought of was uh, you also get the Millennium Falcon and Slave 1 DLC pack, and then my mind just started, you know, going over all the different ones you're going to end up getting out of that. Because I'm sure that's how they'll do it. I don't know. It just depends on how well they support it. So I would really like missions, more co-op missions, though, from, you know, all the different Star Wars lore. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that would be neat. You know... Hoth level, of Hoth level, a Death you know, Star say, run. Say what you will, you know. Say what you will about the Hoth level and how it's, you know, in all the Star Wars games and so on and so forth. It's still fun, yeah. you know. How many times did we play that in uh, Rogue Squadron Two on the GameCube? Yeah. You know, I mean, nonstop. It's fun. It's fun to shoot your uh, tow rope at the ATAT and go around in circles nonstop <laughs> until you finally get it to fall down. Or when you're yeah. careening into the side That's of the ATAT because you don't know when to let yes. loose of your cable. Exactly. Yeah. Good times. We'll see. I'm pretty excited. Uh, EA also said, Clay, that they were going to double down on EA games. Or EA games. Star they're Wars. going to double down on Star Wars games. I don't know games. what that means, but whatever. I mean, they're getting towards the end of their contract with Disney. I feel like Disney would be better. I mean, Disney, though, the bottom line is they they got investors they got to answer to. So, I mean, there's a good chance they may re-up with EA. But, man, I would like it if they would just, I don't know, just let people develop games. Who would you like to see, uh, just hypothetically speaking, who would you like to see them go to if they did not re-up with Anyone besides EA or Activision, and that's about it. Just as long as it isn't getting to two big conglomerate hands, I'd be okay. So, well, that's the only place it's going to go. Yeah, so, I know. well, by the way, that's another thing I wanted to mention earlier too. Um, I, I, we didn't really talk about it much, but you know, um, the previous topic was about uh, Warner Brother Games, right? But they're talking about selling off mm-hmm. their games, so Rocksteady and well, I think we talked about last week, didn't we? Didn't we? we talked about it a little bit okay. last week. They haven't That's said still much more, but crazy though to think Rock, about. <clears throat> Rocksteady and neither neither realms, uh, the Mortal Kombat team. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty big. That's that's two big gets that. If, I think I said last week, but like I said, if I was Microsoft, I'd be jumping on that as soon as I had the chance. Yeah. You know. Sorry, please continue to the next news story, sir. Well. Next up, uh, we're going to stay in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I just wanted to pop this out there because the you know the High Republic stuff got pushed back uh, a few months. I can't remember the exact release date. Um, they did re- they released on IGN a first look at the first chapter of the first book from Charles Soule. Uh, let me find the name of it. Uh, Star Wars: The High Republic: Light of the Jedi. Um, it looked pretty neat. I, I, I did. To be honest, I did not read the whole thing, but I read quite a bit of it. And I, I realize it's only a chapter, but reading the chapter is like, uh, if I get a whole chapter anymore, it, I've accomplished a lot. But uh, I don't know. It seems pretty good. We'll see. Uh, we've talked uh, quite a bit about how we would like to go back to that 
New Republic time, well, apparently the High Republic time, and you know, see the Jedi at the at their height. So, so I mean, there's still there's kind of many Sith in this, right? I mean, the Sith were in the background for a thousand years, according to what's going right. So I mean, surely they're going to be we're going to see the Jedi used in a different way, right? Well, it says um, so. I'm, I'm assuming he, I'm going with soul, but I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. But anyway, he says the opening beats of Light of the Jedi depict an epic disaster and a heroic, thrilling response by both the Republic and the Jedi to save lives and to end the crisis. It's just the beginning, though. The legacy-run disaster kicks off a much larger story. It really is just one piece of a much bigger saga. Uh, so... It says the destruction of the Legacy Run is the catalyst for a galaxy-wide disaster. Fragments of the destroyed cargo vessel begin flying out of hyperspace at super-accelerated speeds, meaning that deadly missiles of debris can appear anywhere at any time from the outer rim to the core. In this moment of crisis, the Republic turns to the Guardians of Peace and Justice, the Jedi. That's interesting. I'll give it a shot because uh, I think we said before, um, I have never really gotten into any of the new books that they've released uh, since Disney yeah. took over and they deemed all the uh, Expanded Universe Legacy, I think, what is it, the Legacy series or something mm-hmm. like that. So I've tried to read more than one and just never have gotten into it. I think if I ever would sit down and really dig into the Thrawn from Timothy, Timothy Zahn, you know, as much as I love that character, I think I could get behind that one, but I just never, I've never sat down to really dig into it. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. Uh, well, speaking of books and delays, Clay, uh, George R.R. R. Martin now hopes to have the Winds of Winter completed by next year. <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> Fool me twice. <laughs> Fool me whatever, man. I'm trying to remember when the last book was released because it does not say in this art article. I've got all the books. But, I need. To, I, mean, um, I read the first one. I've read. I read the prequel with about the Targaryens, but I've yeah. got them in nice little leather bound editions that I bought a long time ago for Christmas, and I've just not had the time to go back through them. You know. I read the first one and part of the second one, and just never continued on from there you know just I don't know I I thought the first one was really good once I dug into it and I was really enjoying the second one I think part of it's not having the show you know a new season that would push me to go ahead because every time a new season would start I'd be like oh I need to go back and read Game of Thrones and I'd get started and then I'd bounce off of it so I don't know Uh, I, I don't know if he'll be done next year or not he says uh if nothing else, the enforced isolation has helped me write. I am spending long hours every day on the winds of winter and making steady progress. I finished a new chapter yesterday, another one three days ago, and another one the previous week. But no, this does not mean the book will be finished tomorrow or published next week. It's going to be a huge book, and I still have a long way to go. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. Not good. I'll believe it. I'll believe it when exactly. I say. Exactly. I, I I feel bad for the people because I, I I do know people that did not watch the show and have you know just stayed faithful to the books and you know they've been waiting 
however long now. I don't even know how long it's been. I've lost track. So I, I'll believe it when I see it. That's where I'm going to leave yeah. it. Okay, Clay. Probably the most surprising headline I read all week, and it still messes with me a little bit in a good way. Are you yeah. ready? Michael Keaton in talks to return as Batman for the Flash movie. This is probably the best thing DC can do, and that is leaning heavily into what the comics are good at. That's with multiple universes, multiple worlds. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me stop you. Just and if they can do this, this is for Flash. Some, sometimes, so. sometimes they're good at it. Sometimes. But Go ahead. I'm with I'm you. Just I just saying, wanted to say If they that. can do this Flash movie and tap into the old DC universe with, like, I don't know, obviously uh, Keaton would play, like, an older Batman. A lot of people are freaking out saying Batman Beyond, you know, uh, Terry McGinnis would show up as well as, like, a mm-hmm. younger protege to, to the older Batman. And, I mean, the sky's the limit. Dude, they, they have a chance to bring this together. And this is what they should have done a long time ago instead of just bum-rushing everything with uh, the Justice League movie. It's just not good, and uh, I don't think a four-hour redo is going to help it. But that's another story. But dude, that this is very exciting news. I'm very excited about that. Uh, well, you know, um, yeah, I, I'm overjoyed. Uh, we put that thing out on the group page. Uh, you know, your favorite yeah. Batman, and mine's always been Michael Keaton. I don't know. If Michael Keaton's a good Batman. Batman. He's not a good yeah. Bruce Wayne. And I, right. and I would well, say the opposite. I, this is going to bring up, coming up here, and what we're going to talk about. I think Val Kilmer is a lot better Bruce Wayne than he was Batman. Mm-hmm. Please continue. Sorry. So, it's all right. Um, I, for me, that was my first real Batman. Um, it hit me at the right age. You know, 89 when that came out. I was um, 12 or 13. I can't remember. But anyway... Um, I went to the theater and watched it and, uh, you know, I was just sit there in awe the whole time because I never thought I'd, other than Superman, I didn't think I'd ever see a, you know, one of my superheroes on screen, uh, especially Batman. But um, I don't know, you know, they set this up. We talked about it a little bit in the previous episode when they did the Crisis on Infin- Infinite Earths uh, crossover in the DC uh, Warner Brothers or CW stuff. Right because Ezra Miller's Barry Allen met the Barry Allen from the CW series and so on and so forth, which I never did watch. But it makes me want to go back and watch that even more now because it's pretty neat that that's happening. Uh, It says that um, if Keaton does make a deal, he wouldn't just return for Flash, but possibly for several other DC-oriented film projects. Sources tell, this is from the Hollywood Reporter, uh, sources tell THR that the role being envisioned for the veteran actor is akin to the role played by Samuel Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, something of a mentor or guide or even string puller. Batgirl is one of the projects in development that could fall into this category. And, of course, Warner Brothers had no comment about it. I like that. That's that's gutsy and ballsy, and that's what's going to get me to watch that movie, you know, like that is doing yeah. some crazy stuff like that. So, yeah, I hope we see time jumping or yeah, well, universe jumping uh, throughout the whole thing. Uh, I was just pleased. I mean, man, you know how, 
how cool would it be to see Michael Keaton in a Batman costume again? I don't, I, I don't think we're going to see him in a costume. I hope we do, and I hope it's the Batman, uh, the bat symbol with the uh, the the bat the bat signal symbol. I guess is what I'm looking for. You know, with the yellow in the background. Yeah. I've always liked that one. Uh, I know they've gone away from it, but uh, of course they use that because that's where his Kevlar was, and it gave people it would make people want to shoot. You know, it's kind of a target when you put that yellow in the background. Yeah. Was what was part of the comic book stuff. So. I don't know. Either way, Michael Keaton coming back to the DC cinematic universe. Uh, exciting news if it happens. Let's hope it does. So then we'll have him in Spider-Man. And, well, we'll have him in the, the Morbus thing whatever, whenever that comes out. You know, I was thinking about that today when I was writing up this uh, article stuff. And I was like, man, I forgot he's in the Morbus whenever it comes out, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. All right, Clay. That's great to hear, but um, I'm going to close out this with a bit of uh, a tear in my eye. Um, We're going to talk a little wrestling just for a second. Uh, The WWE Network's been running a show on The Undertaker called The Undertaker Last Mm -hmm. Ride. And the final episode come out this this week, and the Undertaker has retired from professional wrestling. That's, that was like the big thing is him retiring at the end. Well, you know, obviously the the title itself, you know, kind of gives it away. But I kind of felt that way. Now I felt that way more than once though in these last few years. But it kind of felt like he was done after the Boneyard match, mm-hmm. which I talked about before. But it it kind of felt like, hey, he's wrapped it up. He's had some bad matches leading up to this. And then, you know, he went out in just a great match in his final match, which is what everybody, I think, wants to do. You know, if it's going to be your final match and you have a say in it, you know, of course you want to go out there and put on the best match ever. Right. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm not a professional wrestler. But, you know. So, 30-plus year career, Clay. Can you think of anybody more iconic, I guess? I mean, yeah, you could say Hogan and Austin, but, like, Undertaker is, you know, that's that's the dude. I mean, that's he the He was guy. able to transcend up, the different eras yeah. of WWE. Yeah. He went through... Well, he went through all the errors when you think Even about when it. he was doing that shitty time as a biker dude. <laughs> the dead man. The dead dead man walking. The, the, the American badass uh, undertaker. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, God. I mean, but, you know, the crazy thing is, though, you know, that was not everybody's favorite, but still, he was able to reinvent himself, you know, countless times. Yeah. And keep going and look good for the most part up at the end you know you could tell he was hurting I mean you know 30 years in the ring you're not going to feel the best you know at the end so just wanted to bring that up I hadn't talked to any wrestling in a while and it brought a tear to my eye actually when I saw that the Undertaker was going to retire finally but well deserved a great career indeed well Clay moving on from that sad news 
to some more sad news, unfortunately. Um, I had put this just in the news, but I got to look in, looking at what he's done and everything, and I wanted to highlight it a little bit more. Uh, Joel Schumacher passed away uh, over the, the, was it, I guess this week, yes. It was this week, yeah. wasn't it? I'm sorry, my wigs are so messed up right now. Uh, but he passed away. Of course, uh, I, I, I'd say you'd agree with me. Probably most associated with uh, the two Batman movies, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. But um, he actually has done quite a few movies, and some of them I had forgotten about. Um, I know you wanted to speak of you had told me before we got on that you'd wanted to speak of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah. So I'm gonna pull up this web page and while it's loading up, I want you to go ahead and speak your nonsense because that's what this is. It's nonsense. It's just it's just go reading ahead. about his whole career and I just didn't know that Joel the type of person that Joel Schumacher was. It seemed like he was like an every mm-hmm man everyday director um you know he could direct any movie he was one of those guys like if a, a movie company needed this done and then make money off of it he could do it i mean it's like he did all different types of genres he did lost boys um he did what that was it the client we're gonna we're gonna go through them here okay you're gonna go through them. i've got a, i've got a list yeah so but i knew you wanted to talk about so i uh, see about batman forever and i went back and rewatched it and it, you know, it gets so much shit, and, I, and I, there's a lot that it does deserve. But I mean, Joel Schumacher still, and I'm not going to say he directed the shit out of this. I think it, it just has its own little flair. You know what it reminds me of? And I started thinking about this more. It so Tim Burton's movies are very. We've kind of talked about this before, but it's that very gothic feel. You know, the first Batman mm-hmm. that was so much fun. The second one, it has its fans, and also has a probably a almost an even amount of detractors because yeah, a lot of people are just disappointed 50, 50. about it yeah it's a very weird movie but Batman Forever dude it reminds me if you decided to translate Adam West 1960s Batman to the 1990s it's very colorful it's definitely over the top like all these different villains have like their own layers like <laughs> the stuff I did like yeah. I said I did rewatch it I still it mesmerizes me that Tommy Lee Jones is Two Face. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's ridiculous, but of course he lives in his little lair with what Drew Barrymore and some that other chick that's been in a lot of uh, independent movies and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. I can I know who you're talking. One's about. wearing white, one's right wearing now. black. You know, just uh, I, I don't know. And then of course yeah. Jim Carrey hams it up as the Riddler. But if you start looking at Batman Forever as a as like a batshit crazy like 1960s Batman homage it you you mm-hmm. definitely enjoy it a lot better I mean by itself if you just watch it yeah it's still Batman Forever it's still exactly it, the, I was watching like when uh, Chris O'Donnell when he moves into the mansion and Robin and like him and Alfred are doing laundry and the music gets real serious and tense and he's sitting there like trying to dry off and he's doing all this crazy stuff using his uh, shirt like a whip and then mopping everything up and he looks at him and walks off and I was like what the hell did I just watch like this is all (laughs) random stuff but and that's what I'm saying dude Val Kilmer kills it as Bruce Wayne as Batman god so garbage it's terrible it's just painstakingly obviously just 
that he's just not meant to be Batman. Michael Keaton is Batman. Uh, Michael right. Keaton was a very weird Bruce Wayne. Uh, George Clooney, we're just going to say he's the George Lazenby of the Batman. So he's just whatever. Um, I'm not going to speak much on Batman and Robin. Of course, it, it, I think it hams up the campiness by 10. It, yeah, it ramped it up like <laughs> 10. Oh. But, I mean, the thing is, though, you know, Batman Returns did not do as strong as the first movie, but Batman right. Forever blew that one out of the water, the second one. But then again, Batman and Robin came out. You had Bat Nipples and all this other dumb stuff. You just had too much stuff going on. Um, I th- go ahead. I saw an I saw an interview where uh, Schumacher was talking. Uh, he wanted to bring comedy back to Batman because you know those first two movies were well, you know, you, they were serious. Even though you had Jack Nicholson's Joker and you know Danny DeVito's Penguin was pretty kind of ham fisted too. I guess is the word I'm looking yeah. for. But um, you know they were more, way more serious than definitely than these than the final two in that series. So he said that's what he wanted to bring back. Now the neon stuff, I don't understand at all. I don't know why you had to go into that neon, <clears throat> excuse me, colors and stuff. I don't it know. Is, it's just a very, it's just pretty. It's just it's over the top. But it just reminds me, like this is just this is what would happen if you brought 1960s Batman to the 1990s. And I just never right. really thought about that as a kid. I mean, because I love the 1960s Batman as a kid I, growing up. But, you know, you get older, you get a better appreciation for movies and how they're put together. And again, by, this is no... I mean, this is still one of the lower fledgling Batman movies. Both of them. Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. But the thing is, when you start, you enjoy it better when you look at it a different line, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. So. Um, I haven't watched... I tried to watch Batman and Robin semi-recently, and I just couldn't make it through it. I haven't, I haven't watched Batman Forever in a long Jim. time. Really long time. Uh, Jim. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, see, I see what you're saying, though. I can see it more with Batman Forever, the Batman 60s, and Batman Forever than I can with Batman and Robin. I think Batman and Robin was just a bad movie out of the gate it was just like ill-conceived you know let's put nipples on the bat suit sure so i don't know i think that was just a disaster all around i mean you know remember how terrible bane was in that oh my gosh stop trying to make bane a thing you know it just makes it well and you know it kind of started with batman forever or not batman forever batman returns multiple villains but it really kicked up with Batman Forever and then really kicked in the high gear with Batman and Robin. And I'm still not a big fan of having multiple villains in your movies. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, I mean, Marvel's shown that you can do it right. But, I mean, that, they, yeah. they had a bigger scale, though, I think, with the Avengers movies yeah. to be able to pull that off. So, I mean, you know, you're trying to shoehorn... what all? Who all was in Batman and Robin? You had Mr. Freeze... Poison Ivy and Bane. Albert died too, didn't he? I think so. I, again, I, I think so, but it's been so long. So. Yeah, he, but anyway. Well, because then, like, Alfred, pretty much his last dying wish was hooking her up to be Batwoman or whatever. Or Batgirl. Oh, or yeah, that's was. right. That's right. Yeah, I remember. So, I just wanted to go back through some of his movies because I had 
forgotten about some of them, and of course some of them, you know, we know you had mentioned Lost Boys and so on, which I'll talk about in a minute. But um, he was in the movie business over 50 years. He died, he was 80 when he died. Um, he began work as a costume designer on films like Woody Allen's Interiors before moving to screenwriting movies for like Car Wash and The Wiz. I did not know he, screen, he was a screenwriter on The Wiz. Uh, in 81, he moved behind the camera for the first time and worked consistently in film, television, and music video until 2013. I was about to say I hadn't... I don't remember him releasing the movie in a long time. So uh, I'm just going to run down through here. We don't really have to talk too much about these. I just wanted to point out some of them. Uh, it looks like he's done 23 movies. At least that's the ones they have listed here. And the first one they have is the number 23. I have no idea what that is. I don't know anything about the movie. Uh, then there was 12. See, this is when... Uh, this is that era uh, that I didn't hear anything about him forever. Uh, his final movie was Trespass, which had Nicole Kidman and Nicolas Cage in it. But I never heard anything about it. Uh, Dying Young with Julia Roberts. And now right here, we come to the first one that really surprised me. There was a movie that come out. Let me see if it has the date on it. It was in the early 80s. It's called DC Cab. It had Mr. T in it in the height of his A-team days. Uh, Gary Busey was in it. Um, this is the second movie ever. This movie was crazy. I rented it. We had rented it from the local video store, and I love this movie. Uh, the plot makes no sense. It's about a bunch of taxi drivers and kidnappings and so on and so forth I remember right but um i love this movie have you ever seen no, it? i have no idea what you're talking about oh my goodness yeah i i don't know how i would like to know how many people remember that movie uh he did bad company with chris rock and sir anthony hopkins uh i kind of remember that one uh the incredible shrinking woman with lily tomlin uh, i remember that when i was a kid uh blood creek uh, that's the one with Michael, yeah, Michael Fassbender and Henry Cavill in it. Uh, of course, Batman and Robin in the picture they have is this ridiculous picture of Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Hey, she was good as Poison Ivy, though. <laughs> I thought she was great. <laughs> uh, eight, eight Millimeter with Nick Cage. Uh, that's the snuff film yeah. movie. I watched it at the theater. Uh, did not care for it that much. Uh, he did a Phantom of the Opera. Flatliners. I forgot that he did that. That's the one with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Kevin Bacon, Oliver Platt, and I can't remember the other one, but we're... Uh, yeah. Batman Forever, Cousins, I don't know what Cousins is, Flawless, Falling Down. You remember Falling Down with Michael Douglas? Yeah, he had that buzz cut, yeah. He's a, had a, yep. that Uzi or whatever. Yep, that's the picture I'm looking at right now. Of course. <laughs> Falling, uh, St. Elmo's Fire. That was one of the Brat Pack, you know, in their heyday in the 80s movies. I didn't realize he had done that. Uh, Veronica Gurin. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. A Time to Kill is the one you were thinking of, and it's the one that brought uh, Matthew McConaughey into a lot. Of course, he had done Dazed and Confused, but this is the one that really I hope him. they burn in hell. Yep, that's it. That's the one. Or no, wait a minute. I may have got them mixed up. Hold no, on. Samuel Jackson in that one, A Time to Kill. Yeah. A Time to Kill. And then he did The Klein as well. Yeah. 
He did two John Grissom Grissom ones. Uh Tigerland, uh a World War Two movie, I believe it was World War Two. And Phone Booth. Remember Phone Booth, the one with Colin Farrell? I think he did a couple with Colin Farrell. Yeah. yeah. There there was another one. And then we got down to the one that I watched tonight. Uh one of my all time favorite uh vampire movies, The Lost Boys. Man. Such See, a good movie. A, I mean, Watch. he didn't win an Oscar or anything, but I mean, you know, what I was reading from people, they, I mean, he was genuinely loved and loved by everybody. Yeah, because you know, there's a lot of people in Hollywood just, you know, shit. <laughs> yeah, and he actually yeah. seemed like be one of the few legit good people in Hollywood. So it was nice to read like uh, all the good stuff people were saying about. Him. I I was watching Lost Boys tonight, and it I, it made me think back to. When I fir- I remember never forget when I first watched it. Uh, Corey Haim goes into the Frog Brothers comic book shop, and he's looking for Batman fourteen. And they're like, "This is the rarest, you know, this is one of the rarest comics ever. There's only four left in z- existence." And he said, "Yeah, I'm always keeping my eye out for the other three. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> funny. It made me. It made me uh, go. It made me always want to get Batman fourteen. It's always stuck in my head for some reason. Was that one line? Of course, I was knee deep in comic books at the time too. So, but anyway, I just wanted to highlight a little bit of that uh, Lost Boys. Out of all his movies, I'd have to say Lost Boys is probably, well, no, not probably. It's my favorite one uh, by a mile. I watched again tonight, and it still holds up. The end when uh, Haim shoots the dude with the arrow and. He pops up and says, you missed, sucker. And then he shoots him again. And he shoots him in the stereo, and it blows up, and it's playing uh, a song. And finally, the dude blows up, and he looks at his brother and goes, death by stereo. It's good stuff. It's so good. <laughs> Love that movie. So just wanted to highlight that, Clay. Um, sad news. He will be missed. So, Clay, from there, we're going to move into some emails for this week. Are you ready for some yes. emails? Wait right. a minute, you didn't want to talk about gonna... that Halo teaser? Uh, you know, I did. Let's talk about it because um, I, I actually thought of you as soon as I read it and I forgot to put it in there. Go ahead and let everybody know about the Halo no, I, I really don't know anything else about it, though. It was just a recording. I, I'm not familiar well, with this other group because they're from Halo, uh, Halo Wars 2. There is another faction right. But, right. But they're bringing back brutes is the big thing. I think they are. And the yeah. thing is, though, there's more to it. There's, uh, I'll send you the link. But it's just exciting. I, I watched the. I watched the trailer. No, no, no. Let me I send you a link to what? Because did you, did you ever beat Halo Five? Okay, yes. so at the end of that, pretty much, Cortana has in her possession a ring. She has a Halo ring. Yes. Well, I guess at Halo Wars, Halo Wars 2, like this other faction made it to the Ark, the original Ark from Halo 3, and then this other chick got stuck on another Halo ring, and it's going through a temple, whatever. I Dude, it's all kinds of craziness right now. So I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I, I'm going to have to go play Halo was, Wars 2. I played the first one a long time ago. I, I've heard good stuff about the second time. So I, I might need to get on that. I, so. I'm getting more excited. I'm really excited for July when Microsoft does their first party. Uh, Xbox Series X stuff. See what. What do they say? You know, they say I'm, they're going to have those uh, drop the mic moments. I'm just. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to fall for it like Nintendo in the, in the 2000s. No. Right. 
I'm just excited. I mean, you know, Halo is the is the game that brought me into that the the Microsoft world in the first place. You know, console wise, because we talked about it before. GameCube, Xbox. Josh Powell is the one that did it because we all went. Were you with us when we went to the Walmart? No, that's before I started working there again. The crazy thing is when he he got online for the first time. Right. The crazy thing is, you know how hard it is to get a a new console now. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have to pre-order, blah, blah, We walked into the Cookville Walmart. I bought a GameCube. He bought an Xbox day and day. Oh, yeah, I wasn't allowed in Walmart at that time, by the way. (laughs) Right, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you don't don't get that anymore. You you can't – well, you might be able to, but, I mean, I've not seen it happen where I've just been able to walk right into a Walmart – <clears throat> not wait in line or anything because you know I waited remember I waited in line all night with my wife who was my girlfriend at the time oh my god for the 360 no idea oh. yes who who had no idea what she was getting into when we drove all the way to Crossville to wait in line to buy two Xbox well, you got mine I remember that yeah yep because I had so, to work late at the movie theater and you, you but, got my back yes. on that and I always appreciate that yeah but uh <clears throat> yeah uh you know, if it hadn't been for Halo, I mean, I can't remember what other games Josh had with it, but I, Halo was the one that, like, it was a jaw dropper for all of us. Wasn't oh, yeah. It? I mean, and that was just playing through the campaign. We hadn't even touched any multiplayer stuff at the time. I remember playing his day, sitting down that day and watching it, or playing it. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what they're going to bring in. I'm excited to see what their other studios, everybody that they've uh, picked up, has gotten store for us too, so we'll see. Uh, good stuff, and definitely send me that link. And if you will, I will probably go ahead and put it out on the group page as well. I don't know if anybody else is Halo fans, but us and Josh. But you yeah. know, we'll put it out there anyway. Jesse, we got Jesse. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so let's move on into some emails for this week, Clay. Uh, first up, we've got one from. Uh, speaking of, uh, one Mr. Josh Powell. Nice. Uh, sub, uh, the subject is better franchise, and we have a few different ones here. Uh, better video game franchise, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Man, this is hard. That's that's hard. But I mean, Street Fighter is what I fell in love with first. But the thing is, I don't play Street Fighter yeah. anymore, just because it's well, part of it's because you can't. I can't play the newest one, but I played four and enjoyed right. it. I've enjoyed yeah. every time a new Street Fighter came out. But the thing is, Mortal Kombat, I mean, I'm going to go with Street Fighter. I'm going to go, I am going to go with Street Fighter as well, uh, just because it's the one that got me into fighting yeah. games, you know? But uh, that being said, Mortal Kombat was a game changer. I mean, from the first time I saw it, you know. What Actually, I'm the first Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, the only really cool thing about it, it had the digitized graphics. You know, they they shot all those yeah, actors. But then I was yeah. going to move on to the fatalities. That was cool. Mortal Kombat Two is what really cemented it as one of the all time yeah. greats. Mortal Kombat Two is one of my favorite fighting games. Yeah. But I mean, Street Fighter Two yeah. is up there though too, man. It, it was so much fun, and it's a it's a beautiful looking game. Street Fighter is all. All the Street Fighters. I mean, even when they yeah. kind of changed the art direction, whether it was from three or the Alpha series or even four and five, the art's just beautiful, man. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So, and they feel good. Most, you know, they always feel oh, yeah. good. You know, what I'm saying control wise and stuff. Uh, it, 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 there's nothing better than pulling that first Hadouken 
or Shuruk and I was know, hoping whatever. that Josh's email had dot 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 movie franchises because then, man, Mortal Kombat wins that, right? Well, okay, yes. If if we were going to do movie franchise, <laughs> which we can Street on this Fighter one, no Street Fighter is so God. bad. We need to get together, and you know, I'm not real big on doing like watch alongs and stuff. Just it's not my thing is to sit there and talk over a movie. But I think we would have a good time. We could, a do a, we could do a back-to-back of Street Fighter and the first Mortal Kombat. Well, movie. I mean, we're going to have to watch Mortal Kombat first to get that out of the way because Street Fighter has got to be the dessert because it's so bad. Yeah. We can sit there and make fun yeah. of it. But it deserves, I mean, Sagat is a Gosh, TV cameraman. Really? What? Yeah. yeah. And what fighting I haven't watched a part it. of? What? I can't. I haven't watched it. I watched it at the. I went and watched it at the Highland Ten, and I never watched it again after. That. I mean, that's pretty so much the, uh, the only two good things about Street Fighter is Jacques Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. Yeah. I all right. Know. Anyways, back to Josh's email. <laughs> all right. So here we go. We. That's all right. Here we go. Next one. Uh, Call of Duty or Battlefield. Uh, the thing is, my love for both series have changed I'm, so much. Right now, it's going to be Battlefield. I, I'm going to say this, even though I play Warzone nightly, uh, Battlefield is my pick for this one. Uh, I, I just play the, the thing for me with Warzone is that it is the uh, the I'll say it right now, it's the perfect battle royale game for me, and I love battle royale games. But if you said, "Hey, play Call of Duty or Battlefield," you know, multiplayer, give me that Battlefield multiplayer. Uh, which we talked about a lot. I also too, think Battlefield looks better too, man. Um, I really want you to check check out the game when I'm playing on uh, on my Xbox. Let's so. or on my when TV. I get my new TV. My TV yeah. I, when I get my new TV, I will be able to drill along. Let with me you. know so. when you're going to buy the TV. Let me know what you're going to get, man. I, I just want to help you, but I think you should get that LG. Get an OLED, and you can thank me later. I, I know. I've gone back and forth. I've been looking at the LG, and I've been looking at a Samsung QLED, mm. just because it's just because it's a little cheaper. But it does have a two point one and all that stuff on Samsung, it. So, Samsung, Samsong going away from QLED stuff. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay. Last one: Halo or Gears of War? Oh, uh, Halo. Hmm. Halo, because I love the entire experience of Halo. I love the multiplayer. I love, 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 love campaign. I love playing on legendary. Right. When I'm playing Gears of War, the campaign is so good. Horde mode, so good. The multiplayer, no, I don't like playing it anymore. I don't. Yeah. I don't ever play Gears of War multiplayer because play... it's just nothing but shotguns. Nope. The only thing I play in Gears of War now is the uh, Horde stuff. Um, I think if you put the, I, I'm I'm going to go Halo too. Yes, that's what that's. I'm thinking about it like this. Don't forget, don't don't forget how excited were we when Halo Two came out versus Gears of War Two. Yep, that's true. I was cool that a lot of us. I mean, we got to. I mean, me and Josh, or maybe it was me and Brandon at the time. We got to see Gears of War Two in action, like on the big screen at the theater, Mm -hmm. which is cool. That and Gears Mm -hmm. of War Two, by the way, is a phenomenal game. Actually, all three of them. good. And then after that, the quality of storytelling kind of goes down. Now you could argue the same thing about Halo Four and Halo Five. But man, there's just nothing. Just be so excited to play Halo Two or buying Crackdown, just to get that beta for Halo Three. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Halo. I mean, that that's what, like I said previously, that's what 
got me into the Microsoft ecosystem, so it's hard not to put it up there. Uh, that's it for Josh's. Uh, Josh, thank you. Uh, next up, we have one from Glenn. Um, he says, now that the Netflix Transformers show has a release date, are there any storylines or plots you hope they cover, or do you hope it is more of a, its own thing? We know it will cover the war for Cybertron before Autobots leave for Earth and feature the Gen 1 characters. It appears that Jetfire is a Decepticon in the trailers, so that could be a plot point. Interested in your thoughts. <clears throat> And you got a little bit more, but we'll go with this. So, uh, give yes. me a little. Did you see I the trailer? Not, give me a little background on this. So, is it just a retelling of the Transformers, like Generation One? Uh, it's Gen One. It's before. I mean, basically, like you said, it's before they leave for Earth. Okay. It's the war. It's the war for Cybertron, uh, which the Decepticons do end up winning. But um, uh, the Jetfire thing is uh, pretty cool. Uh, if you ever saw the Fire in the Sky episode of the original Transformers series, uh, that's when Jetfire makes his first appearance, and you find out that him and Starscream used to be best friends before there was a war and before the Decepticons and Autobots were actually factioned, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Uh, Jetfire's always been one of my favorites because he was he looked like um, one of the mechs from uh, Battletech. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'm pretty excited. That trailer looked real good. Uh, anytime you can give me some Gen One stuff, uh, I'll watch for, it. Yeah. Anytime you give me some Gen Gen One stuff, yeah. Hell um, yeah. Storyline stuff. Uh, I don't really nothing jumps out. Uh, I, I actually I hope they do their own thing. I don't think you need to go ahead. I don't think you need to cover any of those storylines from the original series. Um, I, I'm just excited to be getting like we just said some Gen One Transformer stuff. Uh, Clay also uh, wants to know if you've given the original cast Star Trek movies a rewatch. Not yet. Uh, I do want to get around it, and I will start from the beginning. I know he had given some advice on what to watch, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to do it credit by just watching all of them. I mean, listen, well, I've watched like, uh, shoot, what was it with my dad a long time ago? Because, I mean, I've, I've, dude, I've watched bits and pieces of the movies, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So hopefully I get around to that. I don't. I, what are they available on streaming anywhere? Um, they were available on CBS All Access, but I canceled that. Um, I know. I think some. You know how it is. You just jump around between Prime and Netflix yeah. and whatever else, and I'm sure you'll find. I'll find them somewhere. Yeah. No biggie. Uh, if anybody would like to post them in the group page, uh, let us know, and I will get them to Clay. Uh. He also he ends up with hope you guys are well, uh, Glenn. We are. We're all yeah. just here. Love you, man. Have yeah, a good we time love you, Glenn. Answering these emails that we love to answer. Uh, thank you, Glenn, for that one. Uh, next up, okay, Clay, are you ready? It's a Brandon <laughs> uh, Bradley one. I gotta uh, have some retribution after last week's tizzy. This the subject now. Now this is actually a tough one. I don't know the answer to this one. Uh, the subject is. Is Bowser, is Bowser Jr. a clone? And here's his thinking. He says, hey, real world San Francisco lovers. I did like real world San Francisco. That was a good one. <clears throat> Bowser doesn't ha- Bowser. I keep saying web browser instead of Bowser. <laughs> Bowser doesn't have a wife. And according to Mario and Luigi, partners in time, he's been attempting to kidnap Peach since they were babies. Bowser is too obsessed with Peach to get involved with another woman and if Junior is 
from the strain from it's from the strain strange strange I don't know then he shouldn't be eligible for the throne Junior himself doesn't know who his mother is and we know for a fact that it's not Peach plus Junior looks like looks identical to Bowser what do you think maybe Bowser had some contacts at Engine Engine like from Jurassic Park all right, Brandon, listen to me. Yes. First of all, you're, in, you're trying to mix way too many franchises together. You're going to confuse things. I got lost yeah. reading it. I got, I got lost. On top it. of that, there is a very convincing post out there, YouTube video, that the princess is Bowser Jr.'s mom. He just said, no, he's not. But what about the other Bowser kids? The Kooplings from uh, Mario 3? Yes. And Mario World. Right. Listen, I'm going to say this. If you want to go on the internet and look for who Bowser's Jr.'s mom is, watch what you click on. You can go down a strange, strange rabbit hole of Bowser sex stories, I guess. It's weird. It's hot. Uh, I, I, because I... I was looking over the email when I got it. And I was like, "Huh, never thought about it." And then you better watch what you click on. Is all I got to say on that one. So there's some strange stuff. Uh, strange. It's weird. Okay. Now, are you ready for his question yes. this week? The comic book Bone ran for how many issues? Are you ready? A fifty-five. B seventy five, C ninety five, or D one fifteen. Um, I did not look at the answer to this one, Clay, and I do not know. It ran, I ran for a while. The thing is, I never read it. Yeah, I read it, but I did not finish the entire series. But um, it, let me say this before you take your guess: it's a great series. I uh, highly recommend. If you've never gotten to check out the Bone comic book, you should check it out. Um, uh, okay, go, Clay, what you got? Why not? You got it right. Of course I did. Good guess. Good I don't guess. know if that was a guess. Maybe Brandon. I did. Maybe I was playing coy. Hmm. Keep trying, Brandon. Keep trying. One of these. Well, he got you last week, right? Was it? Hey, no, that was, that was hard him? though. Like I don't yeah. focus on actual yeah. years, but he got me though. <clears throat> All right, Brandon. Thank you for that one. Uh, as always, please send your emails into rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. And Clay, we're done with emails, so you know what that means. It's time for this week's Moment in Geek History. Moments in Geek History, brought to you by Himbos 2. <clears throat> Thank you, Himbos 2. Um, this is for June. Oh, I remember. Okay, so I was looking for a moment for Friday the 26th, and apparently nothing happened on Friday the 26th. Wow. Anywhere I could find nothing worth putting on here. So I went with the next day. Uh, the 27th uh, on this day in geek history in 1986 the British American film Labyrinth was released oh, man. the movie follows Sarah Williams played by Jennifer Connelly as she tries to rescue her little brother from the co- from a complex maze and the Goblin King Jareth played by the late great David Boy <clears throat> Labyrinth was directed by Jim Henson and produced by George Lucas though it is looked back, back at fondly by many today the film was a box office failure. Labyrinth grossed only $12.7 million, well below its $25 million budget. Dance, magic, dance, dance, magic, dance. Man, that's such a good song. That had a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I've 
I've always been a fan of the movie. Uh, we tried to let Ella Kate watch it not too long ago, and she just was not interested. We'll go back and try again before every too long year. See. Her birthday. <clears throat> yeah, every year. You know what? You ready for Labyrinth? Dad, do I have to watch Labyrinth again? Dad, yes. I'm 48 years don't, old. I have three kids myself. I don't care. Let them watch it too. <laughs> let them watch it, brother. <laughs> All right, Clay. Anything else you need to or would like to add before we get nah, on? Nah, man, I got nothing on. All right, Clay. Uh, as always, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there, and please make sure and rate and review us at Apple Podcast or any of the other podcast uh, services you use. Actually, that would be great. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram. It's RFN. Under, underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. Clay, where can everybody find you on these social media? Uh, on Twitter. At uh, sweetjj, the number one, the letter S. And you can find me on Twitter as well at jason76z. And Clay, with that, we are out. Hell yeah, brother. And make sure not to post stupid shit on the webpage or you're going to get deleted. <laughs> brother. <laughs> no more ketchup on hot dogs. Grow up, my kid. Brother. <laughs> <laughs>